Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Dumpster Diaries. I am Moses Wartooth, and I am here with... Justin Allen. And we got a good fucking show. I'm a little pissed off today, though, because I have been reading more about the Hawaiian fire and where our money is going. So, do you know anything about that, Justin? I read a little bit about it. So, uh, old Sleepy Joe is up to some shenanigans with that money. Up though. to some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I read something. You could just, you know, if I'm wrong, let me know. But uh, I'm pretty sure I'm right on this one. But uh, recently, like just very recently, um, <clears throat> we have sent Ukraine $200 million additional dollars right i believe that's after the fire has already started yes uh, so this is after the fact yes. all the while there's over a hundred americans well nearly a hundred americans dead a thousand of them are still missing and over 2200 structures are totally destroyed on that island 2600 2600 now yeah, it's 26 they're still now. fucking burning yeah and you want to know what your fucking government did for them what what, what are those hawaiian people getting dude they sent seven hundred dollars to each family that was affected by those fires. Oh and wow! And it, it equated to one point eight million dollars. So American people get one point eight, and the Ukraine gets two hundred million on top of all the countless millions that they've already been fucking getting since the war. Yeah, I mean they're 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 in the billions now. I mean, like they're straight up. I mean, it's it's an insane amount of money that they've been getting in Ukraine. And when you start including like all the weapons and all that shit, like, and yet we still have so many fucking problems right here at home. Yeah, dude. Homelessness, hunger, poverty. Yeah. No one and, gives a fuck about us. Yeah. Especially our own goddamn government. I saw a video. It looked like a Snapchat video that someone had taken, right? Mm -hmm. And it's these guys. I don't know if they were like. I don't know what they were doing. Probably trying to get the fuck out of there, honestly. But uh, they were in a truck and they were just driving down. It looked like a two lane road or whatever. And left and right, houses, parks, cars, all that stuff, right? Traditional neighborhood, right? Mm -hmm. And everything was on fire and melted. Just I mean, fucking decimated. It, you've seen that movie Constantine with John uh, with Keanu Reeves? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, when like he, hell? You know, when he goes to hell and yeah. it's like, it's like, LA, but it's just like everything's on fire or whatever. That's exactly what it looked like, dude. God damn. Yeah. And even like the guys talking in the truck were like, hey, we have to get out of here. Like it's getting too hot. Like they're going to start melting our own tires and stuff, dude. Like insane, dude. But like, you know, some fuck shit war happens halfway across the world and god damn it, everyone's got to take a knee, right? Oh, yeah. Well, America <laughs> always has to step in and be the fucking hero. Oh, my God, dude. You know what's interesting about like a lot of those like small countries like that, like those Eastern Bloc countries, shit you see in the Middle East, you know, shit like in Africa, you know, with Niger and stuff popping off, man. It's all these like little shitty countries that just pit superpowers against each other. Yeah. In an effort just to squeeze money out of us. That's all that's about. Works dude. every time. Yeah. Because I was reading like reports about like a lot of uh, members of like the Ukrainian par like parliament or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> like equivalent to their Congress. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, they were getting caught fleeing the country and they literally in their they had duffel bags full of United States dollars, greenbacks, $100 bills, banded, $10,000 bands at a time, mm -hmm. just as much as you could carry getting on these planes trying to get it out of the country. Where the fuck do you think that money came from? And this from? isn't about the Ukrainian people. I've been in the oh, Ukraine. Oh, of course. Of I, course. Like, I like Ukraine as a country. It's the government. Yeah, nothing against their people. It is who their fucking rulers are. Yeah. You know? And it's like, it's kind of sad. Like, you wish, you know, you could trust 
you know what i mean you could just be like yeah dude like you're getting invaded you need help like fuck yeah we do like we can help yeah. you out but you know like at the end of the day you know what was it 2013 they had a chance to join nato and they said no true you know i understand it was a different president but the thing is like we have literally no allegiance to them whatsoever no and so like why, why are we why are, everyone asks for a, a bailout and america is the first to just start slinging truckloads of money to them yeah. while we always leave our own people on our own soul left to fucking starve and get fucked yeah like that trip i took to fucking houston man like literally like zombies walking the street man like yeah. fucked up on drugs needles in the street homeless everywhere tent city looking like a shanty town dude i'm telling you man like america- yet we're funneling cash to the middle east and the yeah. ukraine and wherever the fuck else just to feed their fucking big wigs and still their people are still suffering they don't give a fuck about their regular people i mean at the end of the day you know i mean you and i both know it's about russia yeah you yeah. know what i mean like how do we stick it to the man how do we seize it more, stop them from seizing any more real estate which i get that part but throwing fat stacks of cash isn't the fucking answer that doesn't solve shit well you mean like covid we can't tax our way out of this <laughs> yeah <laughs> lockdown <laughs> That's what everyone's solution was. This is just like, uh, this is a money problem. This is not a bio problem. It's yeah. just like, what? <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I don't know. You know, it, we just, my thing is, is it's the American people. You just keep fucking nonstop. You know what I mean? Every and, day. And like, dude, I go to the, like, I go to the grocery store, man. And I can't tell you like the small grocery store down the road from my house. I can't tell you how many times is that every single time i go man every single time i go and it's like this it breaks my fucking heart to see this shit happening there's always somebody complaining about how much groceries are not out of like oh shit this is expensive now fuck this but i'm gonna buy it anyway but like more of like afford that shit i can't afford this and that's happening a lot and I, i know a girl that works at my local grocery store and she was like you would be really surprised and it i was like but fucking Ukraine, man, they want a bunch of fucking pallets of fucking money, all this other fucking bull. And it's not just the U- Ukraine. No, not you know? at all. Like, no, Same like, shit happened to Afghanistan during the Obama administration. Iraq, Iraq, Iran. Yeah. Yeah. I think we talked about it once before or whatever. It's like, the same shit, different country every time. <laughs> I think a better analogy might be uh, same shit, different toilet. True. True. <laughs> But it's always about like, you know, Russia, like some other fucking superpower. But, you know, one thing I was listening to uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He was talking about it. Um, Basically, Russian aggression. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, now we're going to gloss over a lot of history (laughs) on how like NATO's borders basically came right up on Russia's ass, like where they are today. Right. Yeah. Um, But he essentially stated, you know, he was talking about, you know, history during his um was it a podcast or it might have been during his no it was during the congressional hearing that he was a part of um i think it was on censorship actually that one that he was on um he said that when nato was actually originally created um the promise to the russian people essentially was that nato would not move one single inch towards their border and since then, it has moved over a thousand miles <laughs> and included an additional 14 countries. <laughs> so if you start, I'm not siding with Putin by any fucking means. No, Don't not, even, at not, all. Not, 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 not at all. But if you fucking look at it from his fucking perspective. Do you remember what year or around what time period that was when that was said? Oh, it had to be God. a pretty good bit ago. Oh, God, dude. But Dude, you're putting me on the spot with that one. Uh if you want to talk a little bit, I'll Google yeah, some that, shit or whatever. We, we need to know. The, we're, we're curious about that we shit. But yeah, I mean, the more, which 
it's understandable. But then once we made that agreement, you know, those other countries are like, oh, we want we want help, too. And then it goes back to the other part of how many of those countries that once they were in ex- accepted into NATO, they never paid a fucking dime of their dues. And we were still toting the fucking bill on all yeah. of them as well. So I did just Google it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so NATO was actually created in it was on April 4th, 1949. 1949. Yes. Okay. So, so a lot of fucking shit has happened since then. Yeah. So obviously things change. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off on what you were saying earlier, but like, you know, like, and the thing is at the end of the day, like, like you were talking about, dude, like a lot of these countries, you know, like they haven't paid or they continue not to pay or they're short or whatever. Yeah. But at the end of the day, dude, it's the American greenback that's financing all that bullshit, dude. Yeah. And I, I don't know, man. Like... I'm just tired of like fucking fighting other people's wars, dude. For sure, man. Like, I'm not opposed to helping people out, but we need to put our own people first. Yes, 100. America first. Like every other country puts their country first. No one else doles out. Like no one else is gonna fucking help us if if revolt if roles were reversed. Oh, they're gonna help themselves first, and then if they have any extra shit, they're like, eh, we might fucking give you guys a little something. Although I did read an interesting fact. Now this wasn't helping by any means. But after 9-11, did you know that the first world leader to call fucking George Bush and like basically give his condolences uh, was Putin? Was really? Vlad- was Vladimir Putin. Damn, that's like, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The old bastard had a little bit of compassion. I think it's the whole... Or was it a joke? I think it's... Was uh, he like, oh, sucks for you. <laughs> Better you than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've had their issues with that shit, but they just snatched motherfuckers up on the street like, bam. You true know? true so uh but uh yeah dude i i think it was more of the uh the enemy of my enemy is I my friend you. yeah you yeah. know what i mean because i mean that entire presidency we really didn't have any issues with russia no because we're like <laughs> like that's i mean russia and the united states has a unique history of like yeah we're, we like kind of pit against each other and all this other shit but we don't ever actually like really fire at each other no it's right? kind of like it's kind of like it could be comparable to China, as in we mutually hate each other, but we depend on each other for shit. Yeah. Like, Russia, not so much, but I guess it could be along the same tune as that. Yeah. But whenever real shit breaks out, like, on the global platform, historically, like, in the last century, it's always, like, Russia and the United States end up teaming up together. Yeah. But do you know what? Do you think that would happen now, though? Ooh, uh, I, I don't see it. Russia I, and China are going to fucking... I would say before Ukraine, Yes after Ukraine okay, okay. no yeah like you think th- yeah. the Ukraine has really fucked our relationship beyond repair at this point yes okay I, yeah I could see that it, you gotta put yourself in Putin's shoes well true you're encroaching on what he basically sees as like hey it man is. like this is my territory yeah like, you know or at least it was at some fucking point mm-hmm. It's yeah okay like you know there's historically you know I mean there's a lot of history there and stuff oh, you yeah. know but now you know it's technically a sovereign nation like Ukraine right which it but, always even when it or while it was it still had a heavy Russian presence the yeah whole time, yeah so. I mean a large portion of Ukrainians actually identify as Russian yeah you know that's what a lot of people don't fucking realize mm-hmm. and like most of them speak Russian and stuff yep. and so like when the shit goes down man like God dude it never fucking fa- it never fucking fails in this country dude uh, I don't I don't want to say it's liberals because. You know, I'm a libertarian and I got some liberal friends that I think are really fucking cool and they're like understanding. But anytime some shit goes down this goddamn country or the world, it never fails. It's always some Facebook filter comes out. 
it was with the COVID vaccines, like get vaxxed or whatever. And then like when the Ukraine shit started, everyone started, you know, that stupid ass fuck, that gay ass filter where it was just like the Ukrainian flag. Like I stand oh, with Ukraine, yeah, yeah, yeah. all that stupid shit. And it's people who know nothing about it, never even taken a fucking history class about True. this shit. Never been in the military, never even worked around any of these governments, never even traveled there for leisure and travel. And the people that were just straight up. What really irritated me is like average citizens, like people like you and me were sending Ukraine people money. Mm-hmm. Which again is totally fine, but I just feel like you should take care of your own goddamn per- like people. Like I guarantee you, there's someone in every person's hometown that can use that fucking help more than they could. One hundred percent. That's man. what I. That's what I don't agree with. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with helping people out, but help out your own first. Yeah, I mean, like you know, for the listeners, you know, Moses and I, like, you know, we may not seem like it, but we've actually done like quite a bit of like charity work, like in our local community and stuff, man. Yeah. So like, if you just get out there and you start looking, man, you start realizing like. Dude, fuck everyone else. Like, we need to, like, yeah, take like, care of our own. Yeah, we have our own shit to take care yeah. of. And that's why I tell people, like, you know, especially with, like, politics and stuff like that, you know, everyone focuses on, like, the federal government, the federal government. Of course it's important, but that should be, like, the least important aspect of the government. Yeah, it like, should go in order of what affects you personally and branches out from that. Local should be most important, yeah. followed by your state, then your federal government. Yeah. You know, and I think the powers that be intentionally keep us focused on the feds. True. Like, like why, why the we, average person has no idea what's going on in their own city. Yeah, like if you and I want to bitch about Nancy Pelosi, why are we bitching about Nancy Pelosi? Like she's from California. Yeah, I understand she, she's in Congress, like it's a vote and all sort of shit. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, I don't give a fuck what happens in California. Yeah, we should be worried about the condition of our goddamn roads, which are totally shitty, by the way. Yeah. But like basic, basic level stuff. If everyone cared about their own little bubble, and branch that out and everyone did the same thing, our goddamn situation as a American people would be a lot better. Yeah. But yeah. instead we focus on shit that we have no capability to even control or have a word in and we're just pissing in the wind. <laughs> or pissing against the wind? Yeah. Piss in the face. In the face. Yeah, man. You know, and it's just like... I don't know. It's just so ass backwards. I just feel I don't know how I don't know how, how to do this. I don't know what the right way to do it is. But like those douchebags, for lack of better words, on Capitol Hill and in the White House, right? They need to have a stark reminder that they work for us. Yeah, it yeah. is not your fucking money you're spending. That is our money. You know what I mean? That isn't. Yeah. Top that off. Add that to the fucking list of shit that pisses me off. Yeah. When you think about it. That is our goddamn money that's going to those other countries. Yeah. You it's know. not theirs. They're busy fucking investing that shit in stocks and making more millions off of us. Oh, you mean having super secret briefings like when COVID went down and then like they as soon as they walk out, they call their broker and they're like, hey, sell everything. Yeah. 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 When it, it was like three Congress. Uh, well, I think one of them was a woman, but uh, three members of Congress, you know, they uh, they got caught doing that shit mm-hmm. and then that just got swept under oh, the yeah. rug zero dude. repercussions are gonna come from that I actually read a even an interesting fact dude uh i was reading or i think i might listen to it on the joe rogan experience actually uh nancy pelosi statistically is a better stock trader than george soros and warren buffett <laughs> Like on her rate of return yeah, and yeah. shit. So, dude, you know that. Oh, you know that fucking lizard is sitting there getting these like super in like high end oh, briefings. 100%, yeah. And then she's like going and like whispering into her husband's like ear while he's like getting jerked off by dudes trying to hit him with a hammer. You know, drinking and driving too. <laughs> the they, they, Martha's Vineyard shit. The drinking and driving was straightforward, but like, did they ever get to that whole like what the hell was happening with that dude breaking into his place with that hammer? 
Oh no! You remember that? I think no. Nah, it was like some undercover gay shit. I think that's that. Yeah, that, that was a reference I was trying to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like it's like gardener or something. He's like, yeah. hey, like come on in. Oh, Rico, the buff gardener, been hammering yeah. something around there. You like my ties? He's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> shaking it up. I don't know if you shake a my tie. I, don't know, I fucking it's never like, had one. Help me rub some oil on my body in front of the pool. But I don't know. You know, like at the end of the day, man, the powers that be, like it follows all the money. You know, I mean, follow the money. That's where it's at. Like, fuck what people say, man. Follow the money. It's all about money. I mean, literally Absolutely. human behavior, everything is based around incentive. And the number one incentive in a capitalist society is going to be money. And money equals power. Sure. So. Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've had a really good friend of mine who's done some pretty crazy shit for money. Uh, did I ever tell you about my, my buddy who was a gigolo for a while? Oh, no. <laughs> so to kind of like get off our rant about like, yeah. fuck world governments. <laughs> lighten, lighten up the conversation a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My friend, uh, my fr- my good, good friend. Uh, you'll, you'll know who I'm talking about when I say his name. James. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was, a, uh, he was a gigolo for a while. Like legit. And, uh, like what kind of gigolo? Like there's there's different tiers of it. Was Whoa, he was he on. like I didn't know there was tiers. You explain the tiers and then I'll tell you where he fits. Okay, tier <laughs> one is like back alley BJs, <laughs> red light shit. Then the tier two is like you're take you're getting taken out. You're doing like maybe some weird shit, but it's behind closed doors. It's very <laughs> professional. Maybe online you like get called in to do a service, and then the high class stuff. You're like dating. You're basically like a sugar baby. You're getting fucking cash. Like maybe some older women are fucking taking you out and paying for shit. It's probably pretty cool. Probably fun. Maybe not even sex all the time. Just experience, like having a good time. You know an alarming amount about this. Man, <laughs> I'd be lying if I say I never looked into it. So he was tier, he was he was definitely tier three. Okay, so he was the high class. Yes, that's, so that's where you want to be. So he kind of like you know he went through a, you know nasty divorce and you know. She took, you know, the house. Everything. Like, she took everything, right? And then the money that he had left was essentially like tied up in like attorney fees. Fuck. And so, I mean, there's that. That's that's what a lot of people don't don't realize, man. You know, divorce ain't fifty fifty, man. It's two thirds. No. It's two thirds. Yeah. If it's, you're lucky, as a dude, it's two thirds, man. Because the lawyer's got to get their cut, man. So, like, that's why I tell and that's you. That's if there ain't kids involved. <laughs> yeah god kids cop and he had two kids man that, that, that oh, was man. that was a fucked up shit and uh you know he was in his late 20s and uh like late late like 29 30 mm-hmm. right let's say 30 and uh you know he was just like hurting for money he was kind of lost and he was confused and I, I mean i was like worried about, <laughs> i was like worried about the guy right like i was like holy shit dude like you know what the hell man like you know you're gonna be okay you know like you're not gonna hurt yourself or like you know you know, start shooting. You, you know you're going to get through this, right? Yeah, start shooting smack in the alleyway <laughs> or some shit, you know? And, um, you know, but he, he, he was cool. He was working through it and everything. And then he started slowly building himself back. I mean, typical divorcee, right? Oh, like, yeah. You know, Hit build. rock bottom and then you got to fucking start yeah. pulling it back up. Drink shit. for about three months and then come up out of that shit. But, uh, so he decided, you know, he was going to like reinvent himself. He was like, man, he was like, you know, I'm tired of hanging out in the same like shitty, you know, bars, pubs, whatever you want to call them, um, you know, hanging around with like shitty people. Oh, like, yeah. All, all this Boring old repetitive cycle. Yeah. And uh, so he got like gym membership. Uh, he got a country club membership. I mean, he like did a whole like complete 180, right? I mean, he was still like drinking a little bit, but it was very casual. Like social like, type shit. Yeah. Not and- depressing <laughs> benders. <laughs> <laughs> so he went from having like a beer gut to like 
having like pretty, some abs and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, like he was in good shape, man. And, like he was just running a lot and stuff. And uh, so it didn't happen at the gym, even though he said he actually had a lot of social contacts from the gym, like in the community and stuff. Um, like he started getting to know like a couple like local loan officers and stuff. Oh, okay. So whenever it came time to start getting another housing, like people were willing to work like with him. Yeah. And right like, he, dude, he was like, man, he's like, I'm telling you, he was like, do things like go to the gym, go to the country, like any social events you can find, like anything that gets you around other people like that. Yeah. That's in a positive manner. He was like, fine it, dude. He said, like, you never know. Like, that is true. My grandma worked at a gym for years and oh, she remember, got to yeah. know all the local lawyers, like the DAs, like all the like really like firefighters policemen like because mm. typically as a rule like relatively affluent middle-aged people will go to the gym yes so I mean, what the hell gonna, else are they gonna do yeah <laughs> i mean they, that's part like your appearance matters and that's yeah like, and you probably want to like increase your longevity because life's true. going you actually so well. have something to live for so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not like not like some dude like sitting in a single wide like this run down like fucking yeah. holes hitting the jack to the head every yeah. night. <laughs> yeah. just playing a scratch house no, no. every night beating his meat or smoking his inside the house still yeah because who gives a fuck anymore yeah it's like <laughs> fucking cat piss and shit everywhere <laughs> and stuff right <laughs> But, so he's meeting he met and met meeting pretty cool people at the gym yes so he's meeting cool people at the gym and then he was doing the same thing at the country club right mm-hmm. and then he gets into golfing and stuff and uh so with the whole going to the country club thing and i mean the guy like he changed his style like even how he dressed and everything yeah. i mean he kind of had to like kind of well know, true fit in right yeah uh, a lot of cardigans that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so, uh, sweaters. A lot of collared shirts with small emblems on the chest. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he is just, you know, drinking at this bar casually. And he said this woman, like, you know, is sitting up there too, like, you know, four or five seats down. And it's just her and him. Mm-hmm. Right. And he starts talking to her. And he said she was a older like a cougar yeah but attractive attractive yes Mm -hmm. like in shape divorcee probably got half her husband's shit (laughs) you know what i mean like and uh so they got to talking they got to talking they got talking and he was just having a good time and he was completely oblivious so when i when i tell the story like he never went into it trying to be he a just kind of like fell into the position he fell into it yeah okay. he was like he's like i never like, thought in a million years yeah. this would be a thing right and uh, i was like okay like he's telling right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> super rich affluent widows and divorcees like we're trying to pay you money right <laughs> um for a few moments of your time but because uh, <laughs> well, when he was like telling me because he told me the story like you became a gigolo or whatever and i was like first thing i thought i was like oh fuck he's giving hand jobs behind home depot yeah dude you know so he jumped right into the high tier man so i gotta give him props for that for sure um it's the way to do it but you know so this lady comes over and is like talking to him and they're having a great time and they talk for like hour and a half or whatever mm-hmm and he's he's getting ready to leave he's like oh well call it a night whatever like you know <laughs> fucking afternoon for those guys I yeah guess, yeah you know? like five, <laughs> five, five o'clock Turn time in. to go <laughs> and uh she was like so how much would it take uh i think how, how did he word it it was something along the lines of she was like what's your oh what's your rate oh okay so she just she just assumed that he was already in the profession yes okay so decent looking dude sitting by himself at the bar that's all it takes yeah like on like a wednesday you know what I mean? All yeah. Right. So and um, I can sense a country club in our future. <laughs> <laughs> we 
Well, they keep sending fucking money to Ukraine. You know, we might be having to do this shit with all this inflation, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> Start hoarding it out. I'll tell you what. Actually, I'll be the slut. You be the pimp. Okay. <laughs> it's like, we'll do this. I right? guarantee Yeah, if them old women look at me, they're like, oh, shit. They don't want me to touch them, but they're going to be afraid of me. So I can do that. It's like that episode. You definitely play the part. It's like the episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where Dennis becomes like a oh, yeah. prostitute and yes. then like Frank is like the pimp or whatever. Yeah, ever die. He's like, baby, they're not going to hurt you. He's like, no butt stuff. He's like, no, no, no butt stuff. And then like two hours later, he's taking it in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> the guy has him dancing in front of that old woman. He's like, yeah. make it sexy. And then he just starts reading a newspaper. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he plays like an old school. Like he's like an extra hundred to get him to like it. <laughs> Oh man, what did I leave off? Oh yeah, so she was like, you know, basically like, what's your rate? Mm-hmm. And he said it took him a second to, to like process process what was happening, and he was like, well, and he was very honest with this lady. Um, he was like, I've never like done this before, and she was like, oh okay. He was like, so what do you like usually? She's like, well, usually, usually for like an entire night, it's about three hundred. And he was like, dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> And, uh, so like and this wasn't like a super rich like area or anything like that right uh she was like but i have seen rates go up to like 500 and stuff like that for a night and uh which is just like that's what they get paid but like the patron she would have to cover like all the alcohol and the food the expenses and, like, the expenses yeah exactly so that, like three to five hundred is take home take home okay straight up not a bad night's work. I mean, especially if you're talking about you're only being gone for like three or four hours. Plus, like, I, well, what? Okay, I know you're gonna get into this, but I'm curious no. of like what this what this night of entertainment entails. Yeah, it's uh, not exactly what you would think, you know, which was really surprising to me. So he gets it set up or whatever, and the, you know they select a date or whatnot, mm-hmm. and uh, so he meets her and they go out to dinner and they go back to her place. They do their thing. He said it was like pretty basic vanilla just like vanilla no, sex yeah said it wasn't anything crazy and uh because i'm thinking like crazy shit you know what i mean i'm yeah, like, like tied up like, <laughs> shit going in people's assholes shit you can stuff. only find on the internet yeah, right like safe words <laughs> yeah right and um he said man he said he said he had a few run-ins because he kept doing this for a while uh he said he had a few run-ins where it was like that but he said they were extremely rare he said most of it was women who had just been out of the dating game and they just wanted to be around a man they were lonely yeah and just wanted some company yeah and he said a lot of the times it didn't even involve sex mm-hmm. he said it they was just, just wanted someone to like go to an event with them or yeah. like go out take them out to dinner and just yep. have that have a couple of drinks like laugh with them yeah. like yeah and that was like kind of sad to like hear it too yeah. i was like oh fuck uh, it sounded so much cooler until you said that. <laughs> you know? Now it's kind of fucking depressing, man. Like, geez. Yeah, he said it was good. He said, he said, you know, like, you know, he got to know a lot of those women. He said a lot of them were really great. He said there was a couple fucking weirdos out there. Were they like, so I guess they're like repeat customer type shit? Yes. Like, would he build, like yes. so he would build up a clientele and be like Tuesdays or Cindy, Wednesdays yeah. or Rebecca yes. type shit? Dude, that's cool. Yeah, and he said he started doing price breaks for him and stuff like that. Like, he was like, hey, like, you're a regular. Like, we can cut this in half Hell or yeah. whatever. Because he was just making money hand over yeah. This, dude but like what happened is like so he got with the first girl right and then she told a couple of her girlfriends and then they yeah. were like introduced me to james and then it became a fucking thing and then it created this whole spider web so he had shit. a network he had a network like very very quickly so any young man out there listening <laughs> looking for a job go to the gym and get yourself a country club membership <laughs> it is a promising career field oh god 
but you know like money makes people do weird things you know um and people with money have the ability to do weird things too yeah like we always talk about yeah, like dude. super rich affluent people just are like depraved disgusting psychos. shit yeah dude. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what, i saw a funny did, did he have, oh sorry go ahead no no no, no. Did, did he ever tell you about any of did he ever tell you about the weirdos like what what went on during that like any specific examples that you can remember uh, i'm trying to remember he wants like any like fetish type yeah shit? he once had a, a lady that had like a food fetish okay but she was like uh, he said she was basically like anorexic but she wanted him to eat or off of her yes oh okay and then like so like she would like put food like on like like mayonnaise or like honey oh. or, like on different parts of her body and be like lick this off Fucking and like mayonnaise, dude. yeah dude do yeah. like some goddamn crab rangoon out of her pussy <laughs> or something yeah like, yeah and then like she he said the weirdest thing was like she would eat like a like a slice of pie right and like chew it to get the sensation of eating it and then spit it in his mouth and watch him swallow it oh man yeah my my it's gonna be over 500 for that shit. i asked him how much that was he said he charged a thousand hell yeah by the hour thousand bucks <laughs> by the hour how long did she go i don't know what if she, <laughs> she had like a whole goddamn pallet of sarah lee and where she was like we're gonna fucking run through these motherfuckers it takes me one hour per pie we're going on a marathon i'll reach you for two 48 hours straight your ass is mine boy be like forty-eight thousand dollars. i'll be like forty-eight thousand dollars. i'm gonna be eating some used up pies dude i don't care it's weird shit out there man <laughs> Weird shit. I mean, but I mean, you should have seen my reaction when he was telling me the story. My jaw was like basically on the floor. I was like, "What the fuck did I just hear?" How, what, what made him get out of it? I like. Did he honestly, did he find someone to settle down with? Did he get bored of it? I mean, I wouldn't think I wouldn't think he get no, bored of that. No, and there had to be he, some underlying reason, I would think. Did something terrible think, happen? And he got scared. No, I think he got tired. <sighs> He got tired we, of making we, that money. We never really like went into it. Yeah, yeah. I think he got tired of like the emptiness and loneliness he was feeling on his side because he didn't have a relationship for any, with during any of this shit. So eventually, at some fucking point, like he's still a young guy, like he needs to have like true someone he lives with, like a companion. Man, you know what I mean? I would have so. been doing that up until <laughs> I moved in with some other chick, dude. Like, like up until the day, yeah, like, like this shit stops now. Like yeah. we're good. We're and good. Then just, be like, hey, baby, we got to move and uh, I'm changing my phone number. Yeah. Like, I can't go into the details. Yeah. I used to work for the cartel. Yeah. Be like, <laughs> uh, we are never going to the country club and we can't yeah. go to the Red Lobster. Yeah. <laughs> you can never tell anyone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, actually, uh, from now on, my name is Frank. <laughs> they will come and kill you. Yeah. Me and this entire family. <laughs> you tell anyone. <laughs> Red Lobster? Yes. Red Lobster. All right. How the fuck else do you think they afford those biscuits? I yeah. Mean, things are the good. Cheddar biscuits? Those are God, drug. God drug. damn. Those things might as well be a drug. So Blood biscuits. Dude, I love cheddar biscuits. So good, dude. So good, man. They sell the cheddar biscuit mix. Mm-hmm. They don't fucking hold a flame to the real cheddar biscuit. <laughs> Can't even hold a candle to that nah, shit. No, dude. They, that's how they get you, though. They, they say if you, want, if you want that real cheddar biscuit, you got to come in. Yeah, speaking of Red Lobster and stuff, man, like, uh, how the fuck is the Red Lobster in our town open? It's a goddamn miracle that it is. I'm so surprised, man. For, for the listeners, like, we, Moses and I, we live in a town that has no industry. Like, there's, there's literally no... No, there's no industry, but about, what, 50 or 60 fucking restaurants? Yeah, like chain restaurants. Yeah. So it's literally a town built on chain restaurants. And then we have two super, super shitty bars. Oh, yeah. Like, super shitty bars. You can still smoke in them, if that tells you anything, right? Like, it's just like, oh, like, every go right oh like, yeah people like oxygen tanks sitting at the bar like my dad was here and i'm here and i'm gonna be here till i die like yeah i don't I'm think i'm gonna die on this bar just like my dad 
and so uh but yeah man like so every time i drive past that fucking red lobster dude like it's always empty like even it's like a, a saturday town. even yeah. a saturday night dude it's just empty as fuck well, their food isn't very good like it's overpriced as fuck well dude. that too i mean like I've, I've eaten good red lobsters but that's just not a good red lobster mm-hmm. so yeah like uh plus we have superior seafood places to that in this town now so true true but uh i don't know man like yeah me and uh me and my girl we went went on a date dude and i think i had i think i had like one mixed drink and she i don't even think she even had any alcohol and we ordered food and they were like all right your tab's 96 dollars." jesus fucking christ man and i was like no wonder why nobody comes here i'll be like give me a trash bag full of fucking cheddar biscuits and we'll call it good <laughs> we'll call this it goddamn good. highway robbery he's <laughs> a bottomless cheddar biscuits <laughs> Dude, fuck bottomless shrimp. For ninety six dollars, y'all bottomless cheddar biscuits on fucking cheddar in my biscuits. Dude, I'm filling my fucking <laughs> trunk with them things. I'm gonna bring and I'm gonna bring two purses and be like, don't assume my gender. I wanted I'm to ask them the biscuits. Fucking waitress and be like, God, could you spit on it first? Like, yeah. <laughs> where you put it in? Like, Jesus Christ! Like, hand her my credit card. Like, can you spit on it first before yeah. you put it in there? You know. <laughs> but uh, and then like you feel bad because like in America, like tipping is still like a fucking thing. Oh yeah, well because they Unlike pay the their goddamn waitstaff pennies i don't understand so, how the fuck that is legal man it's a goddamn another scam hell another how the scam, fuck man. can you legally pay someone two dollars and 13 cents an hour i don't give a shit if they get tipped or not that's a that that's an agreement between like private party like that has nothing to do with the business no it is it's some side thing like we'll need to do some research on that but there yeah. there's a whole story to that we should go in at some point it's total horseshit man, yeah, in my really opinion. it really is like you should get paid a livable wage, in my opinion. For sure. Whatever that is for the region you live in, right? I'm not saying it's universal across this country, right? No, no. I'm not saying the federal government needs to do that shit. But 213 know. ain't shit. $2.13. And that's before taxes. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I just don't understand it, man. Like, they just they just fuck those people harder than shit. And so, like, when I get, like, a $96, like, fucking tab. You have to tip. Yeah. Like, and then, like, I don't know if Because you, then you're the asshole. The 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 restaurant placed the blame on you yeah and i fucking hate that shit because i have been to some restaurants in america where they were like do not tip our staff like they get like an appropriate salary like working which is cool but that's few and far between yes for sure and that's one thing i liked about living in europe and stuff man like they were like oh yeah they made good money we don't tip here like this is my career yeah yeah and they yeah. were ha- like they were happy with it yeah. like they got paid a decent wage like yeah and then you always hear like the same like shit of like oh well if we had to pay more then we're just gonna charge more like they're already making uh, fucking cash yeah. hand over fist on that shit yeah like some of those i know a goddamn really cheddar high. biscuit costs 17 cents to make if that so yeah. don't be charging me 350 for the motherfucker <laughs> and then expect me to tip the waitress 20 bucks for a 10 percent it's like or maybe you don't need to pay your fucking general manager six figures a fucking year yeah to run a that. red lobster that has maybe six people in it on a saturday yeah. night yeah you know what i mean true that might be a start yeah. Hey, fuck it. What the fuck do I know, right? <laughs> I only worked in the restaurant industry for a few years. <laughs> but money makes people do weird shit, man. And people people get weird around money, man. And I, I think that brings in like a good, good topic to bring in on this podcast for this episode, man. Um, the Story of Ibad, oh, Part 2. Volume 2. <laughs> Guys, if you missed oh. the uh, first epic tale of Ibad... I suggest you go back and listen to it. Yeah. Do you happen to remember what episode it was? Uh, not off the top of my head, but then the title says Story of Abad. True. So Abad, I'll keep his, I have to keep his first name out of it for uh, 
legal reasons, yeah. but um, he was a guy who worked for me when I was in the military. And he had a very rough ride, to say the least. All self-inflicted. 100% self-inflicted. And I've never seen a guy just get in so much trouble in my entire life and still find a way to get out of it. He was a lucky motherfucker. The luckiest son of a bitch. But after we told the story, man, I was driving home when we got done with the podcast and I was like, God damn it, I left out a couple of more like great stories on this shit, man. <laughs> and um, I think I actually told you about a couple of them before we even got started or whatever. So there was the, the what? There was the Halloween costume. There was the finance stuff. Wasn't there like a third one? I can't remember off the top of my head. I think there was. If you go, remember it. Go like, into one. We'll, we'll, con- yeah, we'll okay. continue on through it. All right. So please, because it is a very interesting story. Go back and listen to that episode. It is about a 30 minute rant and it is worth it's worth it. Every second. <laughs> it just keeps getting crazier and crazier, but yet the entire fucking thing is true. So, so all right. So, give a little backstory or whatever. Uh, remember, I had that job working at, like, the largest nightclub in uh, my town in Louisiana, right? Yep. Okay, so population about 400,000 people, to put that in perspective. Um, so, every Halloween, like any other place you'd find, you know, in the nightlife, what do we have? Costume contest. Costume contest, right? So all these people start showing up, right? And my job is primarily I work the door checking IDs. Secondary, like I walk floors, uh, occasionally pick up glasses and stuff, but mostly just to call stuff in and like crowd control kind of thing, right? Make sure things are running smooth. Yeah, yeah. So it was a pretty easy fucking job. I got paid $15 an hour to do that shit. I never broke a sweat. Hell yeah. Ever. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, it was great. It was actually not that bad of a job. So, if anybody's looking for a job on the weekends, I would say checking IDs ain't a bad gig. Especially in um, the lower-end places, they typically pay cash at the end of the night, and it's off the books. FYI. Well, anyway, so, um, I remember, you know, I was telling, you know, like, previous episodes or whatever, um, you know, Abad, which was his last name, which is spelt... I bad with two A's. And every time he'd get in trouble, like I'd ask him, I'd be like, who bad? And then he'd just be like, I bad. <laughs> like, and that was just a running joke. And I mean, I burnt that shit to the filter, dog. I can't fucking, I use that shit to, to well, hide he it. He earned that shit. He was always getting in trouble. I know, man. And uh, so he was having, you know, this fits in. Once again, get folks, if you go back and you watch, you know, previous episodes, Story of a Bod, um, You'll see like where this kind of starts to fit in, but he was having serious financial trouble. This is how I got onto it because we were talking about like gigolos and the money and all that stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, he uh, he was having some serious financial problems or whatever. And so the club that I worked at, they were going to have a costume contest, and the winner got I think it was either five hundred or a thousand dollars. Like it was a decent chunk of change. That would have been one fourth of his insurance. Yes. <laughs> uh, now this particular town like has a regular Comic Con that comes through and stuff. So all I'm going to say is there's a lot of people. People have costumes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you ain't walking into some bullshit. You know what I mean? You better bring your this game. This ain't no Walmart fucking costume contest. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, I had to take a sip of water. But uh, So anyway, and he's talking to me at work and he's having all these financial problems, right? So this is after he's wrecked his car. This is after he doesn't have insurance on a well, he didn't. Ha- he canceled his insurance on a car that he intentionally wrecked. His initial round of stupid shit. Yes, he has lost rank, so he's like having serious financial problems, and he's just blowing money out the ass on shit he doesn't need with money he doesn't have. Right? 
we might as well finish that quote to impress people we don't even like. Yeah. <laughs> like some Fight Club shit. I think it's like a third time we reference it on this show, dude. <laughs> I need to watch that shit, man. But um, anyway, so... Um, dude, Edward Norton. Wasn't he the guy who played the radio in the movie Radio? What? <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen that short, that's a good one to check out. That's on all our social media, right? That's on uh, Instagram, YouTube. Oh, yeah. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all that, yeah. Spotify. Check it out. <laughs> that one's kind of like blowing up, though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think it got like, I think People on YouTube it. alone, like in the first 24 hours, it got like 3,000 views or something. People love it. Yeah. I was surprised. Too. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> but like, it's funny how people get like super pissed because like our show, yeah, we do news and we talk about personal experiences. But like when we start ranting about stuff, like most of the time it's just satire. Yeah, some of it is based in and around satire. And you need viewing in and around <laughs> our mouths. <laughs> I guess you need half a fucking brain to realize that it's fucking satire. Maybe so. Like maybe, maybe so. Martin Luther King junior's grandfather did not vote against slavery maybe he did check it out <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> alright anyway we gotta get back to the monster we'll get, we'll get sidetracked so anyway so um, so he's talking to me and so everyone I work with they know that I work at this nightclub right and all sorts of stuff right so it's, it's common knowledge and uh, he's telling me about how he's gonna win this contest and I was like well what's your, co- what's your costume and he was like I can't tell you he's like but when you see it like you'll know like he's like I'm gonna fucking win now remember the guy had an 8 pack was super jacked was like yeah he was a like spec ops like dropout right like because he was too I mean it was honestly it was the attitude right but he was ripped I mean like think he had the body but not the mindset there you go yeah and uh so he's like piping it up and he's telling everyone he's like i'm gonna win i'm gonna win and he's like telling everyone we're, i worked with like 60 70 dudes in this shop so everyone's like what the fuck is this guy gonna do and he wouldn't <laughs> tell any of us and we were getting kind of fucking worried man we were like what the fuck because he'd been in so much goddamn trouble but um so anyway Hall- halloween like night rolls around and i can't remember what year but like that that year it specifically fell like it was like perfect it fell like on a friday or a saturday night oh so everyone was there every i mean it was shoulder to shoulder i think we actually broke fire code letting so many people in and shit oh it was insane i'd never seen that many people like packed in that place or whatever and it's a two-story nightclub oh shit yeah so the center think of like uh think of like shakespeare's globe gotcha right so So basically stage with fucking tons of audience eyes on you yeah (laughs) so uh so basically had something like that going on and uh so what they did is you know they had this costume contest all these fucking people show up i got like literally a line of like 100 plus people trying to fucking get in and they're all dressed up in costumes which makes checking ids like a fucking pain in the ass oh dude i didn't even think about that oh yeah dude and it's like you catch it we caught so many kids trying to get in because they would be like i'm the like i'm the joker and it's just like be like no you're 14 bitch get out of here like you're definitely Definitely not six one. Yeah, and it's like, like some four all right, foot ten. Guy. twenty-five year old organ donor <laughs> hey, from oh, Hawaii. Muhammad's the most common name in the world. <laughs> you uncultured fuck. <laughs> so um, so anyway, man, we get this guy, and uh, or sorry, uh, so so I'm checking all these IDs and stuff like that. So the contest starts right, and essentially everyone gathers around. Just imagine like the globe and shit. Everyone just yeah. focused on this center stage. That was a dance floor. Mm-hmm. It wasn't actually a stage. And so diagonally from one corner to another. So starting in one corner, they would have a line of people who were going to be contestants. Okay. And they had to walk from one corner. They could do whatever movements, whatever they be wanted to do. Be in character or whatever. Be in character, yeah. yeah. There was one guy who was like dressed like Predator. 
right? Like, I mean, it was co- Comic Con. Like, I mean, like, it was like full on legit. Yeah, like shit. he could have like, acted. Had the goddamn laser and shit. Yes, fuck yeah. And he like had sounds and shit and stuff, and he was like moving around. Like, so it was, it was pretty cool. Like, yeah. so, some of the people really put a lot of time and effort into it. And so they had to walk across, right? And most people were very respectful. Like, they were just, like, cheering. Like, even if it wasn't good, it was, like, light claps. Yeah, yeah. But, like... It was a nice crowd. When it was good, it was like, yeah! Like, all right. Yeah, you know, everyone's, like, really happy. So, anyway, this starts or whatever. And I'm still actually checking IDs at this time. Oh, sorry. Nope. I stopped checking IDs when the contest starts. Okay. Okay. I'm sure the club is already full anyway. I'm going to back up a little bit. Yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, I got this huge line or whatever. Contest hasn't started just yet. And then I'm surrounded by people because mm-hmm. there's people trying to cut line. I, I mean, I literally, oh, yeah. it's insane. I got like six people around me, like, and they're all trying to talk to me because I'm to the one in. person that stops them from getting in, yeah. right? And then I just see a, like, I feel something grab me on the arm, right? And then I, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you know, you don't touch fucking people like <laughs> yeah, working yeah. in those industries, right? Like, I was just like, what the fuck? And I turn and I look up and he's like, Sergeant Allen. And it's like, it's Ibad. <laughs> But he's dressed like an Egyptian pharaoh. <laughs> okay? Like, the makeup, eye accents, like, at all, like we talked about making jokes about and shit. Yeah. The whole nine yards, right? And uh, for those of you who haven't seen or listened to the other episode, uh, to give a little insight into the character, uh, Bod is of Pakistani descent. Like, he, like his entire family is from Pakistan, but he's a first-generation American or whatever. So he kind of has... Uh, so he looks the part. The olive complexion yeah. and stuff. So he really looked the part. But the problem is, is his con- like his costume that he created was centered around his physique. Uh-huh. So, like, he... Like, nothing covered the chest. <laughs> nothing covered the abs. Like, right? Like, and he had, like, a staff, and it had, like, a serpent's head on top, but the serpent's head was, like, literally made out of aluminum foil that was, like, sprayed with, like, gold spray paint because he was fucking broke as shit, right? Sure, yeah. He had, and to, so, he had to work with what he had. He, he made his own costume and shit, and it just, I mean... I didn't think it looked bad, but you could tell that that was a guy trying to show off his physique, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like everything. Even like he had like a, a skirt on, but it was like, imagine, you know, those girls who play like tennis. Oh, yeah. Like mini skirt. Like <laughs> yeah, he yeah. was showing the quads. <laughs> yeah, he was showing the quads, man. <laughs> and he had like sandals on and shit so you can see his calves and stuff. And it was like tied up sandals, like up to the oh, knee yeah, too, yeah. you know? So it was like really, like really like enunciating, right? Um, like his physique or whatever. And, uh, and he was like, he's like, sorry, no, sorry, no. <laughs> he's like trying to reach out to me, like through these people. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? And he was like, what do you think about my costume? And I was like, like, I'm looking around. I'm so fucking busy right now. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> and the general manager was like, hey, man, like, what's your problem? Like, cause the general manager didn't know. Him. Yeah. He didn't know that you knew him either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's the guy from work. He was like, well, hey, like, you need to tell him to get back to the end of life. He was like, get out. Like, he just yeah, told me to get, get out, out of here. And it was like the biggest blow to like Ibad's ego. He was like, how could. How could How someone could you not do this to me? <laughs> you know, like respect, because he thought he was just gonna walk in like a god. Yeah, like he thought he was you a know? fucking pharaoh. <laughs> Dude, this episode might actually go a little longer. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta finish these stories. Man. They're so good. But uh, so anyway, so you know, fast forward a little bit. So uh, I get changed out of the door or whatever because they change us out regularly or whatever. And so I'm on the floor and I'm watching this costume contest, right? Mm-hmm. They're calling up people. People got some good contests, uh, uh, good costumes and stuff like that. Crowds cheering and everything. Of course, anytime a hot girl comes up, everyone Every, loses yeah. their shit. Yeah. Right? Like there was one girl that like went up as like an Indian. 
right? And all she had was like the fucking headset, like for the feathers. That was With her shits. Yeah, that was her entire yeah. costume. And she was like in a bikini. And then everyone was like, Jesus Christ, this is the best costume I've ever seen in my <laughs> oh, life. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, you got a guy that's got like a fucking $2,000 Predator yeah, costume. Yeah, full on Predator ain't got shit to some big old titties. Like, <laughs> <laughs> has a broken character all fucking night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like at the bar, <laughs> trying to order and shit, you know? <laughs> but uh, anyway, so they call up a bod, right? And I'm on the second balcony. I mean, I got birds out of you, dude. And this, this motherfucker, they call him up. They're like, all right, our next contestant, you know? And as soon as he goes out there, and folks, you have to go back and listen to the first story of a bod, because this gives a lot of reference. But as soon as he goes out there, he just starts flexing like a bodybuilder, right? And he turns it into like a bodybuilding. So he's just showing poses. Yes, completely out of character. No. (laughs) And everyone dude everyone to this day it's the most cringe fucking thing i could feel that fucking the cringe he was feeling i could feel like that shit secondhand embarrassment i was like oh my god i've never felt that bad in my life dude every single person was just like boo boo <laughs> every people were throwing shit and stuff and he wouldn't get off the stage like he just kept doing like he was like maybe if i stay out here long he was like fuck it they're gonna yeah. drag my ass off of this thing like maybe they didn't see from this angle <laughs> just yeah, like, you know? they not see my ass <laughs> so eventually the manager had to come up and be like hey dude like get off the fucking stage like, dude they hate you get out of yeah. here <laughs> and then the hot chick dressed like an indian came up behind him and everybody was like yeah what's <laughs> going on you know? he was like quick we need a distraction <laughs> yeah what's the titty <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah you'd be surprised man a lot of those like those bigger clubs like it's a lot more orchestrated than what people realize yeah like, I mean, yeah. they got to keep the people happy. Yeah. Could easily turn into a goddamn riot or disaster in there. Yeah. Like, they would literally pick people out of line and be like, you go after him, you go after oh, her. Okay. Like, you know what I yeah, mean? Like, because yeah. they, they would, they could, because these guys they wanted that the, ratio to be good. Yeah. And this guy's been in the industry for decade, you know, so they understand like the arc yeah, of like, yeah. you know, human interaction mm-hmm. and like entertainment, right? But yeah, man, it bought, like, he had crazy finance problems, man. Like, and, skipping around like i'm not gonna go through all the rest of the stories obviously because i mean we covered it for like 30 minutes on a previous <laughs> episode but fast forward i never actually told you when we were processing him to get out of the military like when he was getting kicked out uh i told you like when he got kicked out like hey like we took him around and out processed and did all sort yeah, of shit yeah. you know i had to like just dump him off base basically right but um the last appointment you have like when you're getting out of the military whether you're getting kicked out or you're just finishing your time your enlistment or whatever is uh it's always an appointment with the finance office right yep you remember that yep and uh this is the final appointment where they kind of tally like hey you know base because you, you don't get out like right on like a perfect like pay cut you know no, what i mean no. like because you get paid on the first and the 15th no one ever gets out on the first or the 15th so they got to adjust your pay sometimes you owe the government like a little bit of money sometimes they owe you a little bit of money it just kind of depends on how it falls right and uh and then any like vacation time you still have you know they calculate that they see how much you know they owe you they had to because they, they had to buy the time back from you and then they also see you know if you owe the government any money like if you have any debts or anything mm-hmm. like that because it is possible <laughs> to literally owe the government money being in the military <laughs> i've seen that quite a bit dude. if you're a moron yes <laughs> so Abad is getting you kicked out, right? And he's got this finance appointment. Last day, last hour. Yeah. And he, we sit down and he, so Abad basically just becomes this huge scam artist pretty much, right? Like he's lying, he's scamming everyone, right? <laughs> and we sit down and uh, 
you know, I'm talking to this finance guy and it's just a regular guy, you know, regular yeah. enlisted guy, like nice guy. You know, I'm in there with like some of our uh, higher up, like administrative guys or whatever. And like a bod sitting there and it's just a bod and like this finance guy at the table. And then we're all sitting against the wall because this meeting ain't about us. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know? And uh, so they start going through it or whatever. And it, they go and they get into, you know, OK, like here's, you know, what your pay is going to be or whatever. Like all sorts of shit. And uh, they're like, OK, so here's your debt. Right. And it reminded me, oh, this guy owes, literally owes the Department of Defense $5,000. God damn. Did I ever tell you how he ended up owing the Department of Defense $5,000? No. Okay. <clears throat> we'll put a pin in that and we'll come back. So the guy, the finance guy is like essentially, okay, well, maybe we can, you know, offset this debt, you know, if you have a lot of leave saved up, we can cash in your leave and it can, you know, bring that down. Yeah, you so can lower your, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he asked Abad straight up. He's like, how much leave do you have? And Abad's like, 45 days. <laughs> does, doesn't even skip a beat. I'm like, well, fuck, you know, the guy might have it. I mean, You're I don't like, know. That'll make you know? a good dent in his pay. Or yeah. Like, that, in, his, in his debt. Might damn near clear it all yeah. up. You know what I mean? And so the guy was like, okay. He's like, well, I got to go run some numbers and double check some stuff real fast. He's like, I'll be back in like, you know, 10, 15 minutes or whatever. The guy comes back five minutes later. Like he like busts open the door. He's pissed. <laughs> and he goes, you have two fucking days of leave. <laughs> like, so Abad thought he was going to lie to the finance office and they were just, just going to give, give him money. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so the guy was like, okay, so we're and he, then he was getting mad. He was like, okay, so this is how much these two days is worth, which was dog shit. Man, yeah. Like 150 bucks, you know, at best. And uh, he was like, we're going to apply it to this debt or whatever. And he was like, so you're still going to owe this money. And then Abad got like fucking bitchy. Like he was like, well, he was like, what if I just don't pay it? And the guy was like, he just could not understand what the hell he was like. What What do you mean? What if I just don't pay? What, what or what if you don't pay? It's the federal government. <laughs> he was like, they. he was like, I'll tell you what's going to happen. He was like, if you do not pay this debt, he was like, you'll get out. He said within like four months, you'll get a letter from the government that says, hey, you owe us this money. Mm -hmm. You're like, you know, get on a payment plan or pay us all in full, whatever it may be. Like, do your due diligence. Right. Yeah. And um, but he was like, if you don't do that. He said, then they will kick it to the IRS and they will literally take all of your tax returns. And he was like, and if you don't make enough money on your tax returns or whatever for that, they will literally garnish your fucking wages. Yeah. They will get their money back. It's like fucking child support. And he was like, so point. yeah, he was like, so there's no way I just can't not pay it or whatever. Like, like he could uh, not understand. No, motherfucker. <laughs> like, I was like, what are you fucking for are someone you an who idiot? is in, in the military? You do not understand how the fucking government <laughs> How works. did you make it this far? <laughs> so, but that $5,000 debt is actually pretty funny. Pretty funny story, man. Um, so he got wrapped up in a bank fraud scheme. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. This was the most interesting guy that ever worked for me in my life. Like really was, man. Um, not like that's in, the nicest like, way to put it. Yeah, in all the wrong ways. Yeah, like, yeah. He was the most interesting guy that ever worked for me. But um, he he got solicited by somebody on Instagram. Mm -hmm. This account, and it was a guy who was like in shape, always lifting and stuff like that. Right, took a bunch of pictures of him in like army uniform, claiming to be a soldier. Right, <laughs> and so he had reached out to a bot, and apparently this. So this was a scam account, mm -hmm. and this person or this entity group of people, whatever this account was targeting service members who were like gym rats. Yeah. And they would kind of use that as like a shoe in the door. Like, mm -hmm. Oh, we have like, to, Oh, Hey, we do this. We have common interests. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we can work out together. Like all this other stuff. Right. 
So then enters the pyramid scheme, like Pon- <laughs> well Ponzi scheme essentially, right? So he, he butters up a boss or it's like stroking his ego. I read all these transcripts. <laughs> I read it 100%. I read all the screenshots, everything. Like, cause I read like printouts from like literally like federal the investigation. Yeah. yeah. Like, and uh, <laughs> so the guy is just like, dude, like you got such an amazing physique. Like you're <laughs> so, so fucking cool. Like you, you can do anything in this world. Like it's like stroking his ego yeah, hardcore. Yeah. Because Abad like was just convinced that he was going to be the next Arnold Schwarzenegger, like he was like I'm going to be like I'm going to be the best bodybuilder and then I'm going to be like an actor, and I'm like you're not going to be any of those. <laughs> you're going to be fucking dead in five years if you don't change your fucking ways, kid. <laughs> you know. So, but uh, so anyway, he uh, he gets um. Anyway, sorry, sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought, but he gets uh he gets solicited by this guy essentially like to be in a Ponzi scheme where like, Hey, like if you give me access to your banking information, like I'll transfer $5,000 into your account. Um, we'll use it for like, it was like some convoluted thing, but it was like essentially like I need access. I need your username and password to your bank. For, it was for <laughs> USAA. Cause remember how USAA, if you transferred money into it, they would credit it immediately. Yeah. Yeah. It was like instant. So he did that. And then essentially pulled it out immediately. So, and it, the way it worked out, essentially a bot had a negative $5,000 balance. Right? <laughs> and uh, so they did their investigation and stuff and the bank went through all that stuff and everything. But uh, then essentially like the bank was like, Hey, we're not going to cover this under fraud. Cause this was your own stupidity. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they literally, what it came down to, like for what the federal investigators said and the bank said, was literally no one could be this stupid. Yeah, like if you're dumb enough to give your account information to mm-hmm. a random fucking person or anyone in general, like that yeah. shit's on you. And I was reading the text messages and he was just like, I don't know, like Bob was like, I don't know if I can trust you. And he's like, no, nah, bro, you can trust me. And he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, he Good was enough like, for me. Yeah, he was like, what's your username to like your USAA bank account? And he gave it to him or whatever, which is like some normal shit or whatever. Yeah. And he was like, all right, what's your password? His password was I love cheese 69. <laughs> like somewhere some federal investigator had to like say that with a straight face yeah yeah man (laughs)